so happy to have you on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> so Jeremy Nicolaitis, you are an incredible entrepreneur. I mean, you've been at this for decades and I'm very excited to share with the world what you, who you are and what you are up to. Um, you're the owner of the Golden Octopillar, which you're going to tell us about. Um, you know, our, our topic today is creating a lifestyle that generates that income you desire. And I think no better to give a story to us than you. I mean, your backstory is you were a part of uh, a global creative director for a large global post-production company in Hollywood. Um, and your first 18 months, they scaled, you scaled from 50 in LA to 3,500 worldwide. That's huge. I mean, those numbers yeah. are massive. And you actually walked away, right, from your six-figure income and launched into business. And we're going to get into that story. So thank you so much for being on today. We're going to absolutely jump right in. Let's do okay. it. Mr. Jeremy, talk to us a little bit about your backstory about this um, in Hollywood. I think people are always intrigued um, on the journey. And I'm intrigued. I want to hear more about this. So, Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had what probably most would consider a dream job, right? I had, and it, and it was the, the culmination of eight years, right? I, I had gone the traditional path. I, I climbed that, that, that ladder, right? That invisible ladder that you're supposed to climb and it got an entry level position. And, you know, right. after, after all these years, I find myself in a position in, so in Hollywood, my specialty is 3D movies, right? Where you put on the glasses and everything comes off the screen and goes on the screen. And so, so I had, yeah, and I had been doing that, you know, starting in 2002, I was doing ride films and movies like IMAX movies because it wasn't really mainstream yet. It wasn't until after Avatar came out and had a trainer dragon and these big movies. And then Hollywood was like, oh, we should get back into this 3D thing. Right. And so being in the right place at the right time, my value skyrocketed overnight, right? And so I started doing I started doing consulting jobs and one particular consulting job led to me being global creative director of this company. And they hired me because they were taking on something that had never been done before and they were looking for people that had experience. And so I come in and we succeed at that challenge and then we grow. Like you said, we went from 50 in LA to 3,500 people worldwide in 18 months. It was LA, Vancouver, London, and Mumbai. I was wow. flying all over the place. Um, because my value went up so quickly, I had hired an agent to negotiate all my contracts and whatnot. Right. right. And so she was awesome. So she got me this massive, massive salary. They had to fly me first class. Like I was treated right. really, really well. Right. That's why I say it was like a dream job. I mean, I'm walking around the set of Harry Potter because they flew me out from LA to London for a 45 minute meeting with the director wow. and the producers. And it was cool. Like the cool factor was through the roof. The money was great. Everything was fantastic. But when the dust started to settle after that expansion and I actually got to exhale a little bit and, it, you know, kind of analyze what I was doing. I found that there was just, there was a lack of fulfillment there for me. I didn't understand, like, I was like, why am I doing this? I'm literally giving my life away, right? I'm, I'm trading my todays for some eventual tomorrow, right? I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm not going to worry about my health right now. I'll let my health go to the side. I'll eat terrible. I'll drink at the end of the day to deal with stress. And, and I just, it was a bad place. And so a time came when they were going to, they were closing down LA and they offered me to relocate to Vancouver and, and I turned it down and I, and I walked away from it. And it was really that, that lack of fulfillment and wanting something more. And, and that, was, that was the turning point in that. And I left and 
bought a business and the rest is history. <laughs> so let's talk about this transition period because I think that, you know, obviously it didn't just happen, right? You said the dust settled, you started to have, you know, analyze your life. Talk to us a little bit about, I mean, just that transition, because I, I truly believe, you know, powerful prosperity exists to, you know, build up entrepreneurs and wealth creators and people like you who've done that, you've left your six figure job to build something of your own, but for others, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to us about the transition and getting there. Like what were the, some of the questions you asked yourself that got you to like, take a step of faith? Cause really that wasn't a step. That was like a giant leap of faith yeah. to step away from something like that. And uh- I I had blind confidence at the time, right? I mean, that's really like, I I was so confident because like, hey, we just built this. I had found that I was always in this position where I was with the owners of the company or the CEO and, and I was the guy in the room just dealing with the creative side, right. right? So I was like, I could do this. And I left and I thought, you know, what do I want to do with my time? And, and at that moment, I had, I was really just spending a lot of time in my photography and I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm going to be a landscape photographer. That's what I'm going to embrace. I love it. I get to travel. I get to take beautiful pictures. I'm always in beautiful places. And so I started looking, I was like, how am I going to make money doing this? Right? Like what is, what's, how how am I going to do this? And so I started looking to, you know, model other people, right? And like, well, how are other people doing it? And so I convinced myself that I needed to buy a print, uh, like a printing company and a frame store, right? and I started looking, I started looking at different businesses and I ended up buying this print and marketing business in, in the neighborhood here, like by close to my house. So I don't have to commute and whatnot. And so I did that and it was kind of a turnaround. And I thought, you know, I could do this. There's no, there's, this is easy, right? right. I just scaled the 3,500 people worldwide. I could transform this little mom and pop print and marketing company. And uh, I had no idea what I didn't know. I mean, it's like right. reality came crashing down hard on me it was it it was really it was one of the most challenging experiences of my entire life I, you know what I thought would take you know six weeks took months I needed um revenue wise I had to get to the place because I'm trying to match this like massive right. salary before I'm trying to maintain my lifestyle mm-hmm. and it took over a year to get the company to just right. run on its own right because the whole the whole point it was supposed to be passive I was supposed to have this passive business that supported what I truly wanted to do. Right. And it took over a year. I mean, we ended up, you know, we maxed out all of our credit cards. I borrowed money from the bank, borrowed money from the family. The savings were gone. I mean, we're talking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, no Starbucks, can't go out to yeah. eat, have no idea how we're going to pay rent at the end of the month. It was, wow. it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, but I'm here. I got through it. Right. right. It, was, it was that experience really that that led me to wanting to help other people because I felt that I didn't have to go through that. I felt like the information, what really, what really made it possible for me to turn around and climb and get back on top because right. I did. And it didn't take that long. It didn't take the eight to 12 years that it took originally to get to the top of the mountain. It took like 18 months, right? But it was right. painful and dark and scary. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but the core of what I learned, I felt everybody should just know, like, this is stuff mm-hmm. that people should know. Right. And it's not readily available. It's not what we we teach the baby humans and the little humans. Um, you Talk know, you just kind of. What, are, what is this thing we should know? I mean, like you're alluding to it. What? Well, what it, give me. It could be one or two things. You know, I 
I always think yeah. the things that make the best books, you know, cause it's like, there's right. You know, yeah. that story, like no one has that, like that's a movie that can only be, you can only write. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what were those things, some of those things that you learned that have taken you to the next level in life? That, so at that particular time, you know, that got me out of that. It was one, just truly understanding a market, right? I didn't quite get it. I was always, you know, when we get into business or we have some business idea where, Hey, you know what? I've got this great idea. It's never been done before. This is what I love to do. And there's lots of eyes in that description. I want to do this. I love this. I think this, but really it's who are we serving? right? Who is our market? Where our customers are in a market somewhere. And in that market, there are competitors. There's competitors that you can model, right? We can model success. And I'm not talking about copying, but when we look at, right, when we look at our competitors that are succeeding, that are doing really well, what are the things that they are saying to our customers, the com- customers right. that we want, our clients, mm-hmm. but what are the emotions? What are the pain? What are the, because they've already put the time and energy right. and money to figure out those pain sources and what are they solving? So we can look at that and we can then wrap in our own DNA, right? The things mm-hmm. that we love to do, the things that we want. And so we can, we can sell them what they want and give them what we want. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it, that was a big learning process. Um, and then really just action. That was another one coming out of that taking Mm -hmm. imperfect action. I was always trying to make everything perfect and waiting. And you don't really understand what you're supposed to do until you start doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. One of the, I just, you know, it's funny. One of the things about being like a high ticket, high level coach and like having a show and doing things like this and meeting other entrepreneurs like yourself is how fun it is to learn from others. And Mm -hmm. I think that we, I mean, that's kind of what I hear you saying, like, you don't have to copy people, but you need to see what people are doing. You need to, you know, be willing to look into other people's life and really say, wow, what, what, and honor them. Like, what are they doing really well? And how can I um, adjust, you know, my, my vision to suit people who, and I love the word that you said serve, because we live in a culture, right, where we are all about getting served instead of being mm-hmm. serving others. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm, I will raise my hand. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, everyone's always." You know, I go to restaurants sometime, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm a queen or something. You know what I mean? And then God <laughs> reminds me, uh, no, you know, like, and so, <laughs> but and no. <laughs> but you pay them, <laughs> you give them money, right, and you tip them, and you treat them well, and you re- you reciprocate. Right. And that's, you know, I like to go out and be served too. Right. right. But, but when we're, when it's talking about our businesses, it's not about us and, mm-hmm. and, and we can't think like that. Right. Yeah. That's not, yeah. That's not a way to fulfillment. I can tell you that. Right. And I, and I think that that's actually what I want to go with. I want to pivot really quick into um, you talked a lot about confidence and I've been seeing this word on the internet with coaches and businesses and like as an antidote, to getting after whatever it is that you feel led to do. And I really want to pause here and say, first of all, congratulations that you could activate your confidence to do something that you've never done, right? Because that's what I also share too. So tell me more about this confidence that has gotten you to where you are. Like, let's let's dive into the golden, uh, you're the CEO of the golden octopillar. What is this business you've designed and I want to hear more about the name. Like I, I'm like, you know, usually I can like figure out what a business is, but yeah. Golden, you want to take a guess? Gold, you want to try a guess? Octopillar. I mean, yeah. eight things that 
are really essential. I mean, like I could, <laughs> I don't know, but go for it. I it is octopillar is the one word we didn't correct our oldest son when he was saying octopus incorrectly. Oh, I love it. Right. And so he was, it was so cute. And I was, I, I bought the domain. I bought Octopillar. I was like, I love this word. And we didn't correct him because it was so, it was so cute. And we know, we knew eventually he would start saying octopus and, and it was that not, not, not going to like derail him on life. Um, <laughs> but then when it came, as I was consulting and I was doing all this work, I needed a proper business entity, right? You start realizing right. that the way you handle your money and specifically with taxes, right? right? You want to try to hold on as much as of that money as possible. And you want to take advantage of the tax code. We're not trying to evade anything, but we want to pay the least amount of taxes. They right. tell us how to, to do that, right? Like the IRS, the tax code tells you how right. to do that. And so I had to form a business entity. And so I was like, this is the time I'm going to use Octopillar. And then I just wanted to spruce it up a bit. And so I slapped golden on it and, and it had a nice ring to it. And now afterwards, people are like, oh, that's great. Wow. Eight, that's infinity. It's abundance. Um, you've got gold. Every time gold is mentioned in the Bible, that's how they talk about abundance and wealth. They talk about gold and the pillars. You've got pillars, octopillars of success. I was yeah. like, all that sounds wonderful, but it really just comes down to, you know, just loving my kid and yeah. uh, wanting <laughs> to hang that. on to that word. <laughs> so what is your business though? Like what, what yeah. is it that you guys really serving? What, what is your client? Tell me about how you design. I mean, I love the story. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That. It is. So I, what I do is I help uh, creative entrepreneurs and business owners um, succeed, but also, you know, get them to the next level, but with the idea of living free, right. I'm, I'm, I don't like to see so many people burning out. I don't see, I don't like to see people giving up their todays for tomorrows, right? And I believe that we can make an abundance of money. We can have, we can have financial success. We can have the business success, but we can also enjoy our life along the way. And mm -hmm. I think so many of us are giving that up. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of, that's my mission is like, I want to stop people because I have burned myself out. Did you know that the word burnout in the mid seventies, right? I, I was doing like my burnout research right. and I came across, they started calling, they started using the term burnout mm -hmm. in relation to people that were overworking themselves because the symptoms are relatable to those of drug addicts. Wow. That means your symptoms, the way you're behaving, the, the what's happening to your body is the same as somebody who's addicted to drugs, right? I mean, that's serious. That's always like mind blowing to me. I was like, oh my God, that's like, that's what we're doing to wow. ourselves. You know, the stress, like we're, we're absent. We go hang out. We're like, oh, I'm going to work really hard today. I'm going to give up 12 hours of my day so that, you know, yeah. I can have three hours tomorrow night, but then you're in those three hours and you're tired and you're burnt out yeah. and you're not present. You're checking your phone or you're just like yeah. staring at a wall right? And so that's really the mission. And so, so it's just to, to help people um, succeed, but do it while enjoying life. Right. You know, it's interesting. You, you just reminded me, I saw a post today about um, like a, a prison, uh, I would say a prison community, like ministry, I don't know. Anyway, and they started to get teary eyed because like, that's a huge thing on my heart is to like, have the time, right? Like, mm -hmm. I make a ton of money, but then I don't feel like I have enough time, right? So like, really getting clear on that and getting like the time that I really want to go do the things that create the most value for my like, literal life. Yeah. And that's what I kind of feel like you really kind of get specific with people. How, tell us more about, um, uh, you know, after joining a coaching group or a mastermind, um, you look at new skills and mindsets and you basically help people generate multiple streams of income with what they do. Is that correct? And yeah. how do you help your uh, clients do that? 
Yeah. Well, like you said, it's the first thing it's mindset. It's, it's the same thing. Like you're saying, you're giving away your life. Why do we do that? Right. And you start looking at it and we feel like we have to take you, we have to take these incremental steps, right? We have to like go one, two, three, like, and maybe it's because we've, because of going through school, we feel we have to take these steps. Right. right. And then, then we're taught, oh, we have to climb this in, invisible ladder, right? We have to, we have to get this entry level position and climb to the top. And then we have to work for 30, 40, 50 years from nine to five, but nobody actually works nine to five. Really it's nine to nine. Right. And we work nine to nine for 50 years to hopefully get this, this, um, this 10 years of freedom at the end, right? right? But it's that we then take that idea that's been that's been put into our head and we have mm-hmm. this mindset and we bring it into our businesses. Mm-hmm. And why do we do that? Why do we feel like we have to work that much in our business? Why do we feel that we have to give up, you know, our life? And why can't we we can we can choose how much we want to charge. We can choose how who we want to work with right? Mm-hmm. We can pick all that stuff. So we tell everybody to start with the end in mind, right? It's always, mm-hmm. it's like something we all say, and we all talk to people, well, where are we going? What's our goal? Right. And we do that with our businesses, but we don't do that with our lives. So like, what do we want? How much do you want to work? Like how much time do you want to spend working? How much money do you want to make? Let's back into that. Let's solve right. that problem, right? So we have to, first, we have to, we have to understand the, the mindsets that we're in, and then what are those assumptions that we're living with? And let's look at those. Let's let's dive into those assumptions right. and see which ones we could just toss out because there's right. probably some really old beliefs that are shackling us to our businesses, right? right? We're right. locked in and we could get rid of that and we can right. build new, we can build from the ground up. We don't have right. to do it the same way, right? I mean, look at um, uh, Steve Jobs in Apple, right? Mm-hmm. He's He goes, he looks at the music and how we, how we receive music. And it, first it has to be live, right? You have to music live. And then right. it's then it's records and eight tracks and cassette tapes and CDs and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he shows up one day and says, hey, here's a device that can hold a thousand songs in your pocket. He didn't make a smaller CD. He didn't make yeah. a smaller album. He changed the whole thing. And then what's he do? He's like, oh, here's a phone, a music player and an internet browser, right? right. And now I have a computer in my pocket that makes phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. And so- we, we have examples, but we can see we could take bigger jumps. We could do bigger things, but we can also work less and make, yeah. make more. Like that yeah. is possible. Back to what you were saying um, about, you know, building uh, streams of income. I don't want to fall right back into that. Um, yeah. Going backwards and really looking what how you want to live. Um, so when you talk about, you know, creating the lifestyle that generates income, I would, I want you to talk to like a big portion of our audience who are, you know, they are wealth creators. I mean, and some of these are coaches, some are not. So how, how could someone today listen to this podcast? What are one or two or three things that people could ask themselves today to get clear on in order to actually go do that, like create more streams of income? Because I think whatever our struggle is, and we have the answer for, there's like, thousands of people who also have that exact same issue. Yeah. And if you've overcome that, that's a really great place to start. So, but I'd love to hear what you want to say about that. Yeah. My, so my personal goal, what I do myself, right. And so that's what I, that's what I share is looking for uh, passive streams of income, right? So mm-hmm. where can I focus? Where can I, where can I make my dollars work for me? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not, 
interested in putting my money into some account that 50 years from now, it's going to, you know, give me some kind of money, right? Some kind of return. I want to, you know, invest. That's why I like to invest in creative companies and creative businesses and to help people. Well, that then also becomes passive income, right? Mm -hmm. That print and marketing business that I bought, what I, that, it was a struggle, but I eventually got that to be 80% passive, right? So now it, it's generating money without me doing work, right? And it's stacking those on top of each other. And I, I think a lot of people are trying to hit home runs and grand slams, but if you can get something that produces, you know, $1,000 a month, even $500 a month in passive income, the way that, that you, you know, some of these investments can be structured, you're not paying taxes, you're not paying a lot of taxes. So what does it take to get to $25,000 a month in passive income, right? So many people are focused on, oh, this retirement plan, right? I'm not interested in the retirement plan. Right. I'm interested in having enough passive income. Right. Like how much, where can you get your passive income so that it's greater than your expenses? That's the goal. And I well, think let's that go there. People, let's go there. Yeah, this is very yeah. exciting because it's something yeah. that I'm very passionate about. So passive income, because I'm writing this down, guys, and if you're yeah. listening, you should write this down. Like, so passive income, how can you get your passive income higher than your expenses? So let's go there. Right. So yeah. So first we have to, that's why. So when we talked earlier about how do we structure our businesses, right? That's the first thing is first, we want to be in business, right? We don't want to be employed. We don't want to be self-employed. We want to be in business owner and investor. Like all of our money wants to go into those categories. All right. And then, so we make our money, but as we make our money, how do we start piecing off? And this, and this is different to all the individuals, right? So some of it, it's going to be in business, but a lot of it, we're going to take that money. We're going to put it somewhere to protect it. And ideally, what I like to do is I like to leverage other people's money, right? So I'm protecting right. my money and growing my money safely, leverage other people's money into invest investments, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, real estate up until this crazy, crazy move that's happening right now in the real right. estate world, you know, rental properties are good. You got lots of people that are teaching people about rental properties, right? So again, like, even if you're only making, if, if you bought some rental place and it was producing $1,000 a month in rent, but then you had to pay off a mortgage and a rental company and all this stuff, and you end up with, you know, 300 bucks at the end of the month with that. Well, that's still 300 bucks for free, right? And then we stack that. We keep stacking it. And how many, right. you do 20 homes, where's that at, right? And then you have other businesses where you can come in. You, we all have a specialty, especially like the coaches, right? We're coaching right. people and helping people. Well, why don't we coach and help people? Why don't we invest like sweat equity? We don't even have to put money in. We can invest in other people's businesses. We can help them succeed to this next, next level, right? Right that they're not going to get there without you anyways. And maybe they can't afford you. So we talk about how do I work less and make more? Well, maybe I raise my prices. Maybe my one-on-one -on -one coaching costs a hundred grand a year, right? Maybe it costs 200 grand a year, but maybe it's a hundred grand a year plus 25% of new revenue. And people are going to go, wow, that's, that's really expensive. So like, let's make it all um, equity, right? So mm -hmm. how, let's see how much your company's worth right now. Right. And then let's say, okay, how much do you expect if I come in, how much do you think that we will grow this business? We'll say, okay, it's going to be another, another hundred grand in, in revenue, right? Just keep the numbers super right. simple. So now we're at my fee, which is a hundred grand. Then we're going to do another hundred grand. I want 25. That's $125,000 that you're going to have to pay me in the next 12 months. Right. right? But your, your business is worth $250,000 right now. Right? right. So I want 50% equity. And we're going to do this. And then once that's done, once that, once that effort is done, you do quarterly checkups, right? Now you become chairman of the board to that company. Well, how many companies can you be chairman of the board to 10 companies? And now you're every quarter, you're getting bonuses and you're still helping those companies. But now you've restructured the way 
that you hey. charge for your services, right? It doesn't really? just have to be a credit card payment every month, right? It could be equity right. out of their business. Right. And that's like a very, you know, I think, you know, I once heard that the hardest thing to find are a team, like people to work with. And I think about what you're doing is you're partnering with a company to be a part of their team because they need you. Like that, like it's okay to say, I need to help to grow. And mm-hmm. I think that that's actually what's the most needed right now. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like this is what is the most needed thing in entrepreneurship is mentorship, it's coaching, and it's the humility to ask for it. So a lot of our listeners are hearing that and you're like, wait, I like, I need help. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they would want to give 50% of their company, but some would, and right. some really would want to do that and really are looking for a partner, a literal partner. Um, and if that's you, we will DM, we will put all your info, Jeremy, <laughs> but the whole point is get help, you know, get help because we're better together. Like, right. That's kind of what I hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not just right. like, the sake of like you as an individual making money, but you know, as a coach for me with all the clients I've helped, I, I cannot even tell you, like, I'm sure you the same, like when you see your clients, like making more money and living literally healthy, healthier lives. Like my clients lose weight. They, I mean, like I've connected right in all these ways. You're just all of a sudden, like, this is life. Like all the gifting that I've been given, like I'm giving it away. Like, and I feel like that's what you're doing with businesses because so many businesses are, they're stuck right now. And it's okay to say that. Yeah. In fact, I want you on the, on the chat right now. If you're, if you're stuck, just raise your hand, you know, like, I think that's the first step, like raise your hand and say, Hey, I need help. And I think you, you will be surprised, right? What the world will provide for you. Tell yeah. me a little bit more about, um, so how can someone do this? Like if they want to do what you're doing or how did you kind of get your foot in the door? It, it all started with consulting, right? It's just started with, um, I, I, it started in the film business for me because, you know, I had that background and now right. we're going back, you know, in 2008, 2009, right. as I started consulting and it's taking that skill set, and I started helping businesses. Right. And so then I was like, Oh, the consulting, it's great, but it's kind of one-to-one and how can I help more people and pivoted mm-hmm. that into coaching. And it's the same, mm-hmm. it's the same information. Right. It's the same thing. Um, but you're doing it with more people. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just starting, right? Like we got to start, we can't make things perfect. That goes back to taking imperfect action. If, if we don't actually do it, we don't really know what we're doing. You have to get feedback from the world, from the universe, from the people, from the energy, right? The things you say. I am better now because of the conversation that you and I just had, right? I've said things that I haven't said before. I haven't said things I haven't said in a while, or I found like new energy and passion in something. Yes. Or you've said something. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, right. And, and it, that's the whole thing about like masterminds, right? I love masterminds um, so because, good. right, we come together and we're so much stronger as a whole than we are individuals. So yes, raise your hand, right? Like ask people, talk to people, tell everybody, right? right. If you're not, if you're not putting yourself out, if people don't know who you are, nothing's going to happen. Right. right. You right. know, it's funny. I was having a conversation. You just reminded me of this because I feel like it's very important for people like us to be vulnerable um, because what people see and what they hear is like, it doesn't need to be perfect, which is what I heard mm-hmm. you say. So I was having a conversation with a potential person that I, I'm going to be hiring, you know, in faith that I'm going to like do more, right? Like I'm going to mm-hmm. do more. I need the help to, 
it's like funny, I got to put the money out because I need help to do more, right? Like this mm-hmm. weird dance with, as an entrepreneur, like I'm going to like give away wealth in faith that I'm going to get more wealth, right? That's, mm-hmm. by the way, that's gold nugget right there. If, if you cannot release money in your business, there's a problem and you're stuck. Yes. Would you agree, Jeremy? Absolutely. Because you clearly have, there's some blockage with money. So it's going to be hard for you to even receive money, right? Like you, and it's hard for you to charge for money. If you can't spend money, you can't charge money. Like you have a blockage with money, right? You can't raise your prices until it's easy for you to give money away, right? Like money is just a tool. Right. A hundred percent. One thing she, I I shared with her is there's a girl that I follow on Instagram, uh, Danielle Bernstein. Anyway, she, she owns like a few different fashion brands. And whenever I watch her on Instagram, you know, I'm not jealous of anything that she has, but what I'm inspired by the most is her team. Mm. Like I am, I'm like the fact that she has so many people that work with her to create is so epic. And I think that that's like, when I hear about what you're doing for companies, it's just so inspiring, Jeremy, because they need you. Like we need you. We need you to be out there um, asking for what you're asking for, saying I'm I'm your answer. I'm going to partner with you. I'm going to help you do it. Um, and if you let me and you're willing to invest, like this is what's going to happen. And I just thank you because I'm sure companies that you're not even mentioning um, are helping transform the world. And it's because they dared to take the leap of faith to like invest with you yeah. and see the change. And I just love that about what you are up to. And we have a Thank couple you. more minutes and we're going to go over a little bit. Is that okay with you? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, for many, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, there comes like a breaking point where things are really too stressful and overwhelming. Um, do you have any tips today what entrepreneurs can do to get back to a place of like not going to burn out, but going into light and faith and action. I, for me, you know, and, and so this, again, it's like, I don't, I, I practice what I preach. It's um, you have to take care of yourself, right? You have to, you have to put yourself first. It's like, you know, in the airplane, when they tell you to put your mask on before you can help somebody, I mean, it's cliche, but it's, but it's true um, for me. I have to meditate, right? I meditate every day and I, for me, and, and then especially if I get stressed out, if it's the middle of the day and my energy's bad and I'm stressed out and I'm worried, I, it's kind of like being hungry and going to the grocery store, right? You make bad decisions. So I know the most important thing for me right then and there is to fix myself and get myself back into good energy, right? right? So for me, then it's like, stop, I meditate, uh, connect with, you know, a higher source, whoever, whatever that is for you, something greater than yourself. And then also I need to move. I need to exercise. I go for a walk. I, I'm fortunate enough to live across the street from the beach. So right. I, you know, I go barefoot, walk along the beach, um, and get You're it out. And, on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, for me, I also like to play with my kids and be with my family. And so yeah. it's, it's whatever it is for you, but it's to take care of yourself. Like you have to stop on the business. Like you have to stop. You can't work all night. And I know we're stressed out. Like I got to get this done. And if I don't do this, like the right. whole world is going to going to crumble. But, you know, there's times in our lives where we suddenly get sick or there's a, a family emergency. Something mm-hmm. happens and we have to stop what we're doing in those times you can reflect back on those and know that you made it. Everything was okay in the end. Yeah. You figured it out, right? right? 
And sometimes in those situations, once you come back with a clear head, now you can, now you can be um, inventive, right? Like you can figure things out right. and new ideas come. Cause if when you're stressed, you're like, you're just trying to do this one thing quickly in front of you. Oh my God. And, and it just right. goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, you just can't be like that. So it's taking right. care of yourself is number one, right? Bur- right. The, the, and burnout is not the answer, right? We, right? we have, we like, we talked about it. You have the symptoms of a drug addict. That's how you're wow. behaving, right? Deep. It's it's yeah. profound. It's interesting because you mentioned that you were drinking after work to deal with the stress. And that was something I just recently had to check myself like, okay, so I'm stressed. And instead of going to like punch a punching bag at my gym, or maybe even going, I already worked out in the morning, but maybe going again, like, like choosing my husband always says he's so brilliant. Choose like, what are, what bad behavior are you doing and how can you replace it with something good? Like something yeah that's going to ease that. And I think recently I've gotten back on the workout train. It's like forever. My like, my cross, you know, is yeah. anyone else out there like that? Um, I'm like, damn it. Can I like be skinny and like never work out? No. Um, it's, it, and it's interesting because it's, it can't, it's no longer just about being skinny and fitting in clothes. It's like what you said, it's health. Yeah. And if we're not moving the blood, like we're not literally moving the blood flow, it creates, you could just imagine like we're, we're stuck. We're stagnant energy, stagnant. Yeah. Like I think about water that sits, you know, with no movement, it mm-hmm. starts to get disgusting. And like, that's literally what happens within our body. I, yeah. I think like our water, we're mostly water and, and our blood just sits there. It's like, ah, you know, yeah. so if you're yeah. out there today and you have not worked out, go for a five minute walk, like girl, guy, move your body. Right. Yeah, so absolutely, Jeremy, you know, we could talk, I feel like you and I could probably talk for hours, but we want to on, I want to honor your time and I want to honor, um, everyone else on right now. Um, so one of, I have two last questions. Okay. Um, we hear the flare, the phrase, you know, work less, make more a lot, like, like a lot from like everyone, everyone promises that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I believe that you have an upcoming, uh, five day challenge about this. Am I right? Yeah. And can you tell us how people can sign up to get like info? I mean, I know that you you're sharing right now. I'm not sure if it's a free event or what it is, but go ahead and and share that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's right now. So the, I just opened the waiting list a couple of days ago. Um, So there's a waiting list. You can get to it by going to goldenoctopillar.com and there's a link on there. Um, But yeah, that's it. It's just to help people to get into that, to help them put together a roadmap to get them out of burnout, to get them out of giving up their todays for tomorrows, to get them to just rebalance in a way that's best for them. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. like I said, it's not a one size fit all. Like we, we have to, we have to acknowledge that it's not just like, Oh, if you do X through Y, like you're gonna, this is going to be it. We need to, we need to break down some, some beliefs, right. We need to understand, we got to get to the core. We got to look at some examples and we got to get in there and see how we could best do it for you. And so it's a challenge. It's going to be a group thing, right? We're going to be together. It's going to be on zoom. We're going to be interacting. It's not going to be just me talking over a PowerPoint, right? This is like us working together for the benefit of you. Yeah. I love it. And listen, I always ask this to end the show. You know, if you could end like if the end of the world was happening and you people are going to open this in like a hundred years. Like if there was one last thing you could share, you know, like really to the world, like of entrepreneurship and leader, like world leaders, um, creatives, like what would be the thing you would want us to remember about you and, and to, to actually practice? It could be one or two things, but. Um, you know, what comes to mind is just love and gratitude, right? At the core of everything. I, that's 
I make my decisions. I try to live my life with that in mind. And I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. And, mm. but it's just, I try to do everything with that in mind, to be grateful for everything mm. that I've had and all my experiences and, and to spread love and to love everybody and be compassionate and, and just move through life with that, with that core concept. Right. I love that. It's brilliant. Thank you, Jeremy Nicolaitis. Yeah. If you are interested in getting in touch, which I hope you are, he is just a, a fabulous human being, an incredible entrepreneur. Sounds like you're a great husband and dad, and I commend you on that. I think that's our greatest mission, right? To change the world is, is starts at home. So I bless you and your wife and your family um, and your kids. They're lucky to have you, Jeremy. So hopefully we'll have you back on soon. I hope your challenge is incredible, and I just bless you. Thank you for being Thank on. Thank you. Thank you.